passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Ferguson, joining with Lee Bacon. Another great one for you today. Before I get into that, thank you guys so much. We just hit 1,000 subscribers, and that's amazing. That really makes me and Reed feel awesome and that we are doing something that you guys really enjoy. So thank you so much. Again, if you're watching, subscribe, like, hit that notification bell, share with your friends and family, let them know that this is a podcast that's awesome, that follows Tennessee, that that covers everything you'd like. Uh, If you're listening, rate and review, leave us five stars, follow, download, and re-download as much as possible, Um, and just really appreciate you guys. And so this podcast, we're talking about some new transfers, all right? We got Brew McCoy. Coming from USC, big-time wide receiver. We got Andre Turrentine, I believe, uh, DB coming from Ohio State and what he can do for us and where he will play when he gets here. We also have Austin Lewis, who's transferred from ETSU, defensive end. I actually knew in high school, uh, so I talked about his journey. And then we follow up at the end with some baseball talk and where these Vols are going to be headed uh, into the SEC tournament at the end of the month. So another great podcast. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it, and let's jump into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score, Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Loads up. Fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught on Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee to one Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt, touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. Uh, if you're wanting to go anywhere to bet, this is the place. It's the number one source for all the best odds, the stats, everything that comes with it. They've got stuff on the NBA playoffs going on. They've got stuff on MLB. They have golf. They have fighting. They have even casino. So 
everything you could think of. This is the place to go. It's the best place to bet, and it makes everything more exciting when you do it. So hop on over there. When you do go over there, it's super easy to get started. Um, you can use your mobile device or you can go on their website and use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V when you sign up and you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So awesome, free money. So why not use Believe as your little code when you go there? Um, tell, them, tell them that we sent you. Uh, so head on over again, that's B-L-E-A-V, promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, welcome in everybody. Uh, Hope you're having a wonderful Mother's Day. That's when we're recording. Hopefully you're telling your mom and your grandma, don't forget about the grandmas, uh, happy Mother's Day and enjoying that with the fam. Uh, got some good recruiting stuff to touch on today, which I know you guys love. But first, Reed, how are we doing, bud? Hello, you beautiful, sexy man. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Uh, nice weekend. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, especially mine. Miss Karen. Especially yours. Yeah, yeah, yes. Miss Karen and to your mother. And, uh, but yeah. The, two, the, the, the two people who share our podcast the most. My mom has never watched one episode. So <laughs> I don't even think she knows really what's going on when I'm like, I got to go do this podcast. Yeah. She's like, uh, She's like, what radio show are you on? <laughs> what network TV show do you have? Oh, gosh. But, yeah, been a, been a good weekend. Just uh, since everyone gets mad about our golf talk, I didn't get to play golf this weekend <laughs> because Holston Hills, where I play, is doing the Knoxville Open. So they've been setting up for it. So we, my dad and I played nine holes on Thursday, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to play Saturday. And they shut the course down on Saturday and Sunday. Like the last tee time on Saturday was like 1030 in the morning and no one could play at all today. So I'm just like kind of annoyed. It's like, it, it looks cool out there and it's getting ready and everything. They're doing a good job to set up for the tournament. But I was just selfishly like, hell with these guys. I just want to play. <laughs> yeah. So, I, uh, uh, our plan is to come back into Knoxville Memorial Memorial Day weekend. Um, and I mentioned to Brianne, like, I'm just throwing this out there, but I'd like to go play golf with Reed while we're in town and just immediately like, <laughs> just like eye roll. Cause it's, it's always like, well, that's not what the trip is planned for. Right. Right. And that's, you know, it is, it is technically selfish of me to be like, well, I want to go spend five hours with my buddy. <laughs> yeah. And I want you to, I, I told you this, I want you to come out here and play Holston. Um, bad news though. We're going to have to put that off till later in the summer because a, I will not be here Memorial Day weekend because I will probably be in Nashville for Lee, my cousin graduating law school. But of course, but but Ariel and I are moving to Naples, Florida for two months. That's where her next tra uh, travel contract is. Oh, is so, it only so, for two months, or is she staying there longer? No, it's only it's only for two. This one this one's only an eight week nursing travel contract. So if she goes, to be nice in the summer. Bro, I can't wait to go live in Naples. Like, I haven't been – that's one area I haven't been, but everyone I've talked to said it's really nice. So, yeah. You, Anyways, well, you, better, get a good, you better get a good tan. 
oh, bro, I'm going back to my lifeguard days of tan. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be going from like a six and a half to like an eight just because of tan. <laughs> bro, watch out, the lady, you're gonna be beating them ladies off with a stick. Hey, I'm gonna go down there in that retirement community and have all them old mamas <laughs> wanting some of me. I joke, I joke with my dad. I'm gonna go down there and beat all the old old retirees and shuffleboard and bocce ball. <laughs> uh, try and hook on, uh, try and get some uh, rich old man who loves golf and just like pays for your rounds. Yeah, no, they do. I am, I am excited. I am, I will be taking the clubs because there's. I mean, if you look on a map down there, there's a golf course like every third step. So yeah, I know. I'll be all right. excited to play. All right. Let's get into actual stuff people want to talk about. And I'll try no, to put let's a talk, time. Let's talk, about, let's talk about golf shoes and just piss people <laughs> off some more. I'll, put, I'll try and put a time stamp here uh, so people know when we're going to start talking about football. Um, but two huge commits that we got uh, recently and from the transfer portal. We're going to start with Andre Turrentine. I believe that's how you say it. Uh, safety from Ohio State. Didn't play much at Ohio State. He only got – it said played in three games, which I'm assuming was special teams, um, if they say it like that. Uh, but from the Nashville area, went to Innsworth. Um, and the first thing that I thought of, when I was like, oh, this guy's from Nashville, is every year people are like, oh, we lose the recruits in state and, like, no one really wants to be at Tennessee. You know, they 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 want to go to the Ohio States and the Clemsons and the Alabamas because they win so much and, like, you, you got to win to really keep these guys. No, dude, they, they want to be here. Like, people who grow up in Tennessee want to be at Tennessee – they just choose to go other places because the coaching turmoil and uh, just every three years rotating door. Like, do you know how many recruits we missed out on because there was a coaching change? Like, it's crazy to think about. Um, every one of those years that there was a coaching change, just recruits leaving and being like, nah, I ain't going here. Like, stability and being able to show a little bit of light on the field we went seven and six so it's not like we're you know beating every team in the sec but these guys are still choosing here it, it, it like just says to me hey he wanted to be at tennessee in the first place but he ended up at ohio state i you know i don't fault him for it though i mean there, like i said there was a lot of turmoil he didn't know what was going on over here i, I think uh I think Tennessee has to give these kids a reason to pick, to pick Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not going to say a hundred out of a hundred. There's definitely some people in the state of Tennessee. It's a, it's a long state. <laughs> so you could live, you can live in the state and be six, seven, eight hours from the other side of it. But, um, you know, I would say most people have some sort of connection to the university of Tennessee or would at least be like, Hey, I want my parents to be able to drive two and a half hours, four hours, three hours to come see me play. Yeah. Um, obviously being a ball for life, you know, if you're a good enough player can really help after you graduate, if you don't go and play professional ball and stuff like that. I mean, that. a lot so, of people want to be where they grew up, like just naturally. So right. if you're, you know, you can use that connection that you got from that school to help you, you know, move further along. So 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. Yeah, it's just, um, it's just one of those things that, like you said, I'm not going to say that Mr. Turnentine wanted to come here the whole time, but we have to give them a reason to pick Tennessee. We need to be good. We need to have good momentum. We need to have a competent head coach. We need to have someone who can put you in the NFL and that can make you better and can do these certain things. Mm -hmm. um, but, but like you said, I love that you said it. Like, I don't fault him for going to Ohio State. Like, I personally have never had a draw to Ohio State. If I was a five-star, could go anywhere I want. Like, you know, I've always said, like, I'd look at Alabama because I love winning and I would really respect Nick Saban. I would obviously look at Tennessee because I'm a diehard Tennessee fan. Like, I would look at – um, all the, you know, probably LSU, you know, probably Georgia, because um, I would probably want to stay in the SEC. And, um, you know, I'm not a Notre Dame guy. And so, like, Ohio State to me, like, I respect them, but, like, I don't want to go live in Ohio. Like, I've never had that draw to Ohio State. So I get why he, like you said, like, we get why he picked them. Like, go mm -hmm. have a chance to go play in the college football playoffs and have a chance to compete for a BCS championship. Don't come yeah. to Tennessee. Don't come to Tennessee and go six and six and maybe lose to Kentucky or, or Vandy. Well, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was coming out the year after we won three games and Pruitt was under investigation. Like, if I'm any recruit, I'm like, I don't want to go there. Are you kidding me? They might right. not even be able to play in bowl games. You might not even get a chance for a national championship. That coach is getting fired. They just won three games while Ohio State was, you know, just Big Ten champs. I, I, like, I don't want to – go there it makes yeah, sense it's, and for me it's always been tough uh putting myself in the shoes of other recruits because i just care about winning like there's if you put in too much work and effort to lose but mm -hmm. also for me like i'm not an i guy like I, i'm not like i, I just want to win like for me whatever you do to play and compete like the goal is to win like yeah. it doesn't matter doesn't matter if you had 23 tackles and you lost by 40 it doesn't matter if you dropped 45 and law like I, I personally don't care about that some people do they can they can go to bed at night and say you know what I rushed for 263 yards I had a good game like I would be I would, could care less if I rushed for that many yards and my team lost by whatever you know so yeah and I, and I, and I genuinely mean that like I think there are some people that that say that sounds good but they love they love some me um, like do you see so, them stats fam do you see them yeah stats? exactly exactly so for me it's always been funny to think if I was in your position because it would have been tough for me to not go to Tennessee, but it would have been tough to go because I just wouldn't have wanted to go and just, you know, get my ass beat, you know, for, for certain times. Yeah. But when, you know, when I was there, there what like when I was getting recruited, there wasn't the turmoil. There was already one year of Dooley and it was like, they were one extra guy on the field and one random penalty in another game of, you know, winning eight games and like being up on the rise. So when I was going there, it still seemed like, Hey, this is still like, this can be very good for us. Still, still going up. Yeah. Still, still going up. up. We have a new coach and he went to a bowl game his first year. Like it was like, okay, we're going to be okay. Right. Um, right. And, and then that's, my love that's is really, Tennessee, that's but, really, that's really all it takes sometimes to get somebody to say, hey, I know we won six games last year, but here's this, here's that. We're really on the way up. And you can get kids to buy into that. And honestly, like, I, I, I probably would have done that. Like, I probably would have ended up saying, you know what, you're right. Like, 
you know, I'll, I'll come and sign up and be a part of this. And the, you know, the, the th- nowadays, now it's pretty wild because like everybody can offer money. I mean, everybody could offer money back in the day, you mm-hmm. know, uh, which ones did it and who didn't, you know, whatever. But like now with the NIL stuff, it's like, you know, you're coming out of Innsworth like he is and you're looking at Ohio State and Tennessee. Well, Ohio State's probably paying a lot of people. So Tennessee might have a chance to pay and get you and stay home, even though they're not as in good a position. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Because a four-star to Ohio State, like, yeah, that's good. But, like, they're always top three, four, five in recruiting, like, every year. Not, you know, especially lately. So. For sure. Um, um, and yeah, you can't tell me some of those uh, rich families over there at Innsworth wouldn't pay this guy to do some ads for their business or. Right. You know, do 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 something for Innsworth, the school. Like he can take advantage of a lot of stuff being right. down here. So, um, uh, all right. So let's actually talk about his play. So let's yeah, talk about his highlight tape and all that kind of stuff. Um, let me hold on. Let me let me read this off. I, I'll get his page up, and then you break down his film first, and then I'll talk. Okay. So, uh, six foot one eighty. They have him listed as a corner uh, from the huddle tape that I watched. He was playing decent amount of safety. Yes. Um, but uh, six foot one eighty. I mean, tons of offers. I mean, Ohio State, Bama, Florida, Georgia, Florida State, LSU. Um, you know, Notre Dame, Oregon, Penn State, Texas A&M. Go anywhere you want. Obviously, he goes to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, does it make me worried that maybe he wasn't a dog at Florida at Ohio State? No, because he's still very young, and like yeah. they have they have really really good players up there. So it doesn't bother me at all. Like, he, I know I saw, I read something that he got the most snaps in a spring game. That tells me they wanted to see something from him, they, whether they, whether they good, were planning good or bad. for him. Right, right, whether good or bad or whatever the case may be. But um, I think this is a massive get for Tennessee. I really do like. I'm well, that still, was the that was I'm, the position you were concerned about. I'm still yearning. I'm still yearning for a just a four five-star badass linebacker, defensive tackle, edge rusher, or offensive line. That's what I really wanted. But the corners is fine because the mo- I feel very good about our corners going into this year. I just feel like we have a lot of depth um, and some good options. But I think they're all pretty middle, like up middle of the road above average. But, like, I would love to have a dog or, like, a big-time playmaker. But mm-hmm. I'm very, very – I'm very happy – that we did get a corner. And like I said, this corner's not coming from, you know, he's not coming from Boise state. He's not coming from Missouri. He's not coming from Maryland. Like he's coming from Ohio state. So I I love it, but go ahead and tell me what you think about his film and his highlights. Uh, So, I mean, in his film in high school, he, like you said, plays a lot more safety than he does corner. I don't know if Ohio state was like, Hey, listen, we're pushing you to corner. Like we're going to make, you that because that's what they needed but honestly dude like watching his film and the amount of safety he played and amount of safety in the box and on the edge and coming up I was like bro this is Theo Jackson 2.0 like this hybrid safety outside linebacker position is what he's used to playing is like what he was good at in high school um so it, it literally just made me like, okay, like I know we got Slaughter. I know we got, you know, uh, big McDonald back there. Like I know we have guys that can play Theo's position and replace him. 
but give me another DB. Maybe he steps up to the plate. You know, maybe Andre is the one who goes in that position and, you know, they can play safety for us. So it's just like as many guys, as many bodies as we get in the DB, DB room, first off, is amazing. I could easily see him playing that hybrid position for us. Uh, Cause like you said, I feel confident about our corners. Like I don't feel like they're lacking. They have a good amount of play time and experience. And that makes me feel good. Also watching his film, like this guy's a tackler. I, like his technique, his tackling technique is, is incredible. There's no like, Oh, I'm scared to actually tackle running backs. So I'm diving at their legs. Cause there's DBs like that. And they get freaking embarrassed every Saturday and Sunday because they don't know how to tackle. This man puts his shoulder in you. He lowers his center of gravity. He squats down. He tries to, you know, wrap behind your knees as a ball carrier and lift you up. I mean, there was one. It was behind view of the offense. Uh, I think it was like a little toss play or just like an outside zone. Running backs come to the outside, and you see him step up, and you can see his front, him step up, like palms up, get down the base and shuffle with the runner and then be able to take him out. And I'm like, bro, that's, that is technique. That is technique tackling. Um, so I, I love what I saw. Uh, it says on Ohio state's thing that he's like now 195. So like, he's even, even heavier than he was in high school, you know, that 180. So he's put on 15 pounds of, I'm sure muscle, and it, that makes me feel even better for him playing that position and being able to make tackles on guys because, I mean, that's a running back size. Like, he's no smaller than any running back in the SEC. So, I, I feel – like, I feel good about him coming. Like you said, I always want big guys, as many big guys as we can get in the transfer portal. But, like, I think the health and the depth of DB was one thing we came away from this past practice where we're like, hey – this is something we need to look, make sure we're okay with. I think I think he has a lot of sly in him, and I think a sly has a lot of uh, Andre in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because he's a little bit older. Obviously, he's already in college. I didn't even mention sly. Hell, sly could play safety. Like, come on. So, so, so when you think about our DBs, and I think when we go to fall camp this year in August, I, I'm. I've learned every time, and, and I wasn't as good. I, I, I told people I was going to be better this time around in spring practice. It was difficult because of the because of camp, I mean, because mm-hmm. of uh, the scrimmage. Mm-hmm. But all the people that are that have almost forgotten about, like the transfer that they are getting from Georgia Tech, who has played meaningful football in, in college at safety and was a good player, between him, between the JUCO guys that we like, that one highlight of uh, D, D. Williams or Desmond Williams, whatever his name is, like we both loved his film. Mm-hmm. This this film is a lot like Slice, and I know he's not on campus yet. It will be another year. But between Brandon Turnage, Kamal Haddon, um, Warren Burrell, um, you know the younger guys that I'm not even mentioning, and then the JUCO people, like I said, Andres, and then the guy from I guess Wesley or whatever his name is from Georgia Tech. I mean, there's so many options yeah. back there. And we're not even talking about that you still have your two, like, 19th-year seniors with Tank and Trey. And I love Tamarian McGon. I cannot wait to see what he does. So, 
this DB room is about as good as it could be, and it's probably yep. about as good as I can remember in a lot in a lot of years. It's um, crazy, and and like these these guys can play wherever they're needed. Too like I don't I don't feel like there's there might be one or two guys that I feel like hey you are that position, and that's it. Right. Right, right. You know, all the rest feel like, hey, you could bump around. You could jump around if you needed to. Yeah, whether it's corner, nickel, slash star, or actual safety. But just to give him some some credit and some talk, I mean, I love the way he plays. I love love his – he comes in, he slides in that backfield, cuts through the line, makes a good tackle, gets up. Ah, like yells like, I love that. I love the play with emotion. Um, I love – like you said, he's a very good tackler. He's a very willing tackler. I thought it was a great highlight that his first play is like he's – you don't know if he's down at safety and he's splitting the difference if there's another receiver that I can't see. But it looks like he might be a corner, and he sees it's a run. He puts his foot in the ground and goes in blast, buddy. So mm-hmm. he's a very willing tackler. He's a very willing hitter. Like, he has some of that, like, I'm a safety. So as a safety, like, I'm, I'm going to put some fear in you. Like, I, I want you to know me, like, whether you're running – or whatever. And I know you can't do those kill shots like you used to anymore. Like when we were growing up, if you were safety, it was like you better be like the Roy Williams from the Dallas Cowboys or Sean Taylor or Ed Reed or Troy Palmall, like John Lynch. Like as a safety, when they come across the middle, whether they catch that slant or not, let them let them know that like, hey, you don't want to come back across the middle. I know it's changed a little bit, but I love his highlight film. I love how he plays up against the line of scrimmage. He's a very good, like I said, very good tackler, whether he's taking you head on, whether he's ankle biting and wrapping you up and alligator rolling, whether he's bringing the wood, like he plays fast. I mean, obviously he had the one kick return. Um, yep. That was a really nice return They on offense. I love the one where they throw him in just a little smoke screen. He house calls it. He's just a good football player. He's a, he's a good football player. He's competitive. Um, physical, I, I like it a lot. There's, there's, it's him and Sly are extremely, extremely um, similar, similar yeah. and they're extremely similar. And I think they're both dog football players. Like I think between the two of them, we have a chance to have somebody who is a difference maker back there in the, in the backfield, defensive yeah. backfield. I know, dude. I, I'm just like, I am chomping at the bit to have the next like Eric or like Jansen Jackson and like his potential that when he was here, that freshman year, just like, Bro, a badass safety that mothers are freaking afraid of. You know what I mean? Like, it makes yeah. a difference. Um, and I don't even feel like I, – I know that there have been very talented guys, but, like, I don't even feel like that's been a thing recently. You know, like the Kyle Hamilton guy from Notre Dame, like, yes, he is a good safety and, like, he got drafted hot. Like, yes, he's a good player. But in no way was he talked about as, like, Eric or Taylor Mays or, you know, some by of those. The way, by, by the way, I, Taylor Mays was like one of the most overrated players in college football history. In college football history. Or, or like uh, Honey Badger. Like he wasn't talked about like they were, where it's right. like you got to watch out for this guy. Quarterbacks, where is he on the field? Wide receivers, where is he on the field? Because he'll hit you, but he'll also pick it off. Um, yeah. So I just, oh, man, do I want one of those again? I want I'm, one of those I'm, guys. I'm telling you, I'm sitting here watching these highlights. I, I love them. I, I love watching him just like I love watching uh, – like I said, I think it was Desmond Williams or Des Williams, the Juco kid. 
um, Sly, Jack Luttrell. Like, these guys just play football the right way. I mean, I, I love it. I, I mean, basically, whether it's offense or defense, I mean, he's taking on blocks. He's flying through the line of scrimmage. He's hitting people. Like, I, I see why he's a four-star. He just makes plays. I mean, mm-hmm. I would like to know what he maybe ran. He maybe looks like a four, five, four, six guy. Um, yeah. You know, he doesn't because he doesn't look like a super, super blazer. I mean, he's he's fast, but he's not one of those like four, you know, Alante Taylor type. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm fired up. This will be a guy, like I said, this this guy and the Georgia Tech boy and some of these other guys. Like, I can't wait to go watch them at fall camp. And I hope this time, I hope we get there freaking early. I want to, I want to, I want to soak it all up. I want to get there early so yeah. I can start picking people out for the fans and be like, hey, I'm gonna give you a three hour podcast. And I'm gonna tell you everything about everyone yeah i know I, I i'm already thinking about it and like okay when do we need to go to practice so that the two podcasts line up and then we have one more after where we really talk about the entire season and then yeah. that's that's the day before the first game because it's thursday so i'm like trying to like find okay what's that what's the date that we go where well, it's like i think I think what we ne- definitely need to do is when we go, we just put out two pods in one week, one on Wednesday, one on Thursday, like we did a year or so ago. Okay. So, but anyways, let's talk about uh, – so, yeah, but so we both really like them. We're, this is a great get. Yeah. The great get. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right. Um, so, next. go ahead. I, I want you to go ahead and talk about Brew. I'm, I'm excited to hear what you think about him, and I'm excited to hear – what you think about uh, his story and all that. And then we need to talk about his highlights as well. But what do you just yeah. think about him in general? Brew McCoy, big boy, 6'3", 220. Um, I, you know, his story and how he came about, the he grew up in California, wanted to go to USC, transfers because a coach leaves to Texas, then transfers right back a few months later, uh, gets redshirted, then has a mediocre but okay season. And then domestic violence gets arrested, but no charges are filed, uh, lack of evidence. I don't like the arrests. I, I, it just, someone had to call on him. You know, if the girl was even like, hey, I'm not going to give charge, someone called, um, which is, hey, control yourself. You're, you know, never allowed to put your hands on a woman. I'm hoping he has grown from that. I think of it as what Hypel has said before, the NIL, what's great about it is like it holds guys accountable for their own actions. Because if you fuck up, no one's going to pay you. So now that's in the back of your head. Every time you raise your voice, every time you have an extra drink, every time you possibly smoke or whatever that's in the back of your head. How much money can I lose off of this? So hopefully he's okay. Um, I don't think the transferring or anything is a bad look on him. I think he transferred out of USC because he lost his coach and that's completely understandable. He always, he wanted to go to USC because he's from California. That's why he transferred back. I mean, I, you know, liked his college highlights. I thought he played well. There wasn't anything that just blew me away, but I thought he moved very well for a big man. I I didn't 
I thought his route running, uh, you know, his out routes and slants and stuff, like his ability to move was good. Um, his high school tape is what blew me away the most. The fact that this man played defensive end in high school and was cooking fools. He also has blocking highlights on there. I don't know if you saw them, but bodying, bodying people, bodying corners, throwing them on the ground, like opening up legit lanes for running backs hitting the edge. Um, and that just excites the hell out of me. It makes me wonder, uh, you know, why he ended up getting redshirted his first year, because when I see a film like that, I'm like, bro, this guy can play immediately. Uh, I'm hoping it's just, it was just the transfer stuff. Like, like that's why he redshirted, but you know what? He is older now, hopefully more mature. He has been out of football for about a year because he's, he wasn't allowed to participate in team activities. So that's like, Hey, were you accountable for yourself and worked out and ran routes and kept up with all your stuff and da, 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 da. Like, I hope you don't report at 240 kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I've seen guys do that, that they're like, oh yeah, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to work out or whatever. I'm an athlete, no big deal. Then they're 20 pounds, 30 pounds, lineman, 50 pounds overweight. So I, I really do like his talent level, what he can bring to the table. This is another Cedric Tillman for us, big man who can go catch the ball. Uh, one of the things I was looking for when I watched his high school highlight was the over the shoulder, the high pointing of the ball, because I didn't see that at USC. He didn't have that many catches, really. Uh, I think it was like 21 total. Uh, and he did. He showed that because that's what it's going to be here. Like you're going to have those go routes versus one on one coverage. Are you going to high point over a corner? Are you going to be able to beat him and catch over the shoulder and continue running? That like that is what he's going to be used for. It's exactly what Cedric was last year, and now we're going to have two of them. Uh, so I like the fact that he's coming. I think Heupel has to understand his past and keep him on that short leash of being like, "Hey, don't do too. Don't, hey, now, don't do that. You're going to get kicked off this team real fast." I can have a good offense without you. So we'll see. I have so many. Yeah, I have so, so many thoughts so much. So I'm going to tell you one of the things that I thought was really interesting is watching the NFL draft. And they were talking about uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how he and Brew McCoy were like the top two coming out at the same time. And I'm like, that's crazy to think of because Kayvon Thibodeau just got drafted, you know, like fifth overall. And Brew McCoy is kind of still like out in la-la land. Like, yeah. so it, it really hit me that like this guy's been around a minute. Now, first off, his high school highlights are awesome. I mean, I'm not going to say they're the best I've ever seen. I mean, they're, they're really good. I mean, I enjoyed, watching, I, I, I enjoyed watching them just like I enjoy watching Andre and a turn in time. Like, I think they're both really good. I get why this kid could be the number one in the, in the nation because he is, you know, he is six, three, he is two fifteen, two twenty in high school. That's a big kid. Like, I think it's awesome 
and I respect him a lot for playing both sides of the ball. Because a lot of times somebody could be a five-star receiver and it's like, all right, I'm going to be me and do me. Like, That's how, true. Fun is, how fun is that to be just as big, if not bigger and stronger than a lot of other people on the field and say, you know what, I'm also going to come off the edge and be an absolute nightmare for high school school tackles and so I mean I really like how he plays I mean he plays the game physical he plays it fast like uh, receiver wise he's taking off and leaving people he's breaking tackles he's beating people deep I mean like you said his blocking was outstanding so I thought his high school tape was really really awesome but you know that's also what three three years ago now I mean so it's like and then I pulled this timeline up and it's a pretty, you know, it's 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 a pretty good breakdown that 24-7 sports has, but it's like, so he, he commits January 5th, 2019. Um, he signs uh letter of intent on January 6th. He enrolls on January 8th. He decommits from USC on the 24th. That's a wild January. Then yeah. he goes, then he uh commits to Texas on the 25th, enrolls in, in Texas three days later. Uh, after after decommitting from USC, um, and then he enrolls at Southern Cal June 11th of that year. So it's like it's, it's you know what wild. I didn't think about like maybe he wasn't technically eligible because of the transfer stuff, and that's well, why he got redshirted. Well, it's just one of those things, and so I. I have heard this Brew McCoy, Brew McCoy, Brew McCoy, like, let's get him, let's get him, five-star receiver, whatever, whatever. You know me, I'm like, all right, okay. Well, we, he commits, so I'm like, all right, let me look into him. So I had my buddy, or, not, yeah, like my, as my, I call him, my brother-in-law, uh, who's the massive, 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 massive Texas fan. Well, he sent me the screenshot of Brew McCoy committing to us, and he, it, it had a screenshot on Twitter and he sent it to me with little clown faces under it. And I was like, question mark, like, is this guy a clown? He's like, dude, biggest clown. Like, he's like, he came here. Supposedly all the players couldn't stand him. Like there were all these people subtweeting him when he left and like all this, like whether he was just a big baby or like he wasn't a hard worker or prim Donna, whatever. And mm-hmm. so like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, you know, whatever. So you're saying I didn't know he left USC because of coaching change. It makes sense. So like if you lose leaves USC, Tom Herman down at Texas has all the hype at the time. So he come, gets the kid to commit and come down yeah. there. Because it was it was it was Cliff at USC if he was going to okay. if he was going to be offensive coordinator. Or like I think it was he got hired and then decided to go to Arizona. Gotcha. And right. left. Right. Left. Okay. Yeah, and so I get that. I get that. But then I also get, like, going to Texas and just being like, you know what? I'm an L.A. kid. I've always wanted to play USC. Maybe I got maybe I got used car sales. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a younger – you know, he could sit back and think about this maybe when he's our age, you know, and be like, you know what? I know I know what was going on at USC at the time. Tom Burmey sold me on a bill of goods. Maybe they paid him some money. And he got there, and he's just not happy. We both know how it is when you're – 19, 20 years old, and you go somewhere, and you maybe get homesick, and you don't feel comfortable. He's like, I made a mistake. I want to go back home and play for the Trojans. So yeah. he did. So he did. But then, like, this is where I always say, like, a leopard very rarely changes its spots. Like, it's one of my favorite sayings because it is really true. Like, you know, once someone shows you who are they who they are, like, believe them. Some people can change and stuff, but after a while, it, it is who they are. And so it's like, now I'm kind of like, well, why is he transferring now? Why, why transfer again? You're at home. 
you're at USC. And I'm like, so what, what, what's the reason for leaving now? Like, you just don't think they're going to be any good? Does Cliff Kingsbury not want him? And Cliff was like, hey, like, this is probably not going to be a good fit for you. Like, what's the deal going on there? And the other thing is, too, is, like, I watched his highlights from USC, and they looked very average, Kyler. I mean, he looked like the third – like a third best receiver on a team in college football. Yeah. Like, make some decent plays, but, like, he didn't have the same juice – physically look like speed wise and get off and all that. He's still a good size looking kid, a good looking athlete, but he didn't have that juice that he did in high school. Um, and I'm not saying he can't get that back, but to me, not to poo poo on this, but all of this really tells me is Hypel's going to take a chance on a kid that he thinks could turn into something. And if he doesn't no harm, no foul, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, it's, let's just take a risk and take a chance. Uh, this is definitely Bruce like last opportunity. Like if he doesn't watch that draft and be like, I should have been getting my name called this past weekend. Yep. Cause usually that's, that's our goal is like, we want to make it to the NFL. That's an eye opener. And like, this should really be his last opportunity to a major program. I mean, you've been to USC, you've been to Texas. Now you're at the real UT. Like you can come here, put up a lot of numbers and, 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 and be gone in two years and maybe go get paid and figure out what you want to do. But, the other thing that this tells me is like our receivers that are on campus who I feel very comfortable with, like I find like, like, like if Callaway pulls his head off his ass, like when the ball's in his hands, I feel good. Jimmy Holiday, I've, I've always been fine with Jimmy Holiday. He looked good at practice. Like we know Cedric Tillman's a dog, like, but they're bringing these, you know, these guys in. And then they are also, you know, bringing in, or they had the guy on the visit this weekend from UCF, like they're going to, you're, they're going to push you like Jalen Hyatt, like all the UT fans, like love you, you know, like you made one awesome play against Bama your freshman year. So we all thought yours going to be a dog after that. Like they're bringing people in to replace you if you're not going to be good enough. So it just tells me a lot of different stuff about the team, our coaches and for brew, like, you know, I'm going to be honest, Kyle, like I don't, I'm not expecting much from him. Yeah. Me personally, me personally, if he goes out and balls out, I'll be like, okay, awesome, and, like, cool, but, like, I'm not one of these people that are, like, sending out the easy tweet that's, like, Cedric, J- uh, Hyatt, Brew, and Hendon, like, let's go. It's, like, well, guys, like, pump the brakes. Like, there's two people on – there's two out of that four that, that we know are good. Yeah. I, I don't know Jalen Hyatt's going to be a good college player. He has potential, and I don't know if Brew McCoy's going to end up being a really good college player. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. it's just, like, just pump the brakes. Yeah, I, I think uh... – I think relations had soured at USC. I think ultimately that's where he wanted to be growing up in California, but the 2020 year, him only getting as many snaps as he did, didn't really get the ball a lot. And then the next year he gets in trouble. They kick him off the team. He almost feels very alone. I'm sure. And that no one's there for him. He's just like, I can't, I can't be here anymore. Like I don't, these coaches don't like, they're like, I really don't think he had a good shot of like getting legit playing time this year at USC. Like, I don't think those coaches, I think those coaches are like, yes, please leave at this point. Right. Um, Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes in life, you just need that. So sometimes it's just time. It's just time to move on and you know, whatever it is. and, And like you said, like, I hope he is motivated by the draft that he just saw 
uh, Thibodeau go that he is realizing this is his last opportunity and that he's got to work his ass off to be here. You know, and they <clears throat> they said that, like, Valus was a big reason why he chose here and, like, what Valus said and, and everything that he experienced. And I'm like, okay, that's great because Valus is a hard fucking worker, man. Like, he – like. Yeah. He's a grinder. He goes out there and does whatever he can for the team. Like, I'm hoping Valus rubs off on him that way, too, that it's not just, hey, the coaches were awesome and it was a good time while I was there. It's like, no, 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 no. Coaches are awesome, but they're going to push the shit out of you, and you need to perform. You need to put in effort. You need to better yourself if you want to make it to the next level. Uh, And I think that's completely possible with him because – like you said, watching that high school highlight, like that was a different energy, a different effort, a different drive than watching the USC highlights. Yeah. And you're right. I'm, I'm reading some of this stuff now. Like, I mean, yeah. So he didn't return in the 2021 season. So I guess that's why he's in the transfer portal. Cause that, you know, they didn't, they don't want him back at the school there. So it's not no. him even. Yeah. So it's them telling him to leave. So, you know, I just – I always get really leery. Uh, that's why I get – like, it makes my heart happy, and I feel great when people do have those turnaround stories. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just shit that life's about, man. Like, you pick yourself up, you battle adversity. Like, I love that stuff, but, like, I'm also kind of a skeptic. Like, it, after a while, like, you kind of have to prove me wrong. And so – Yeah, look, know. I mean, that, that kind of stuff happens. But, like, you know, Alvin Kamara got in trouble at Alabama. Right. Like that's why he had to leave. So it's like, you know, he turned his life around. Cordell Patterson had to go to JUCO because he got in trouble or or didn't have the grades or something. And he was able to turn his life around. So it's like there are opportunities to do that, fellas. You just got to take advantage of them. Agreed. 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 Yeah. So um, but I mean, I, I hope the best. You know, yeah. I just hope the best. I I I agree with you that I'm not going to say, oh, this guy's turning our life around. Like, this is this is the guy who's going to turn the season around. No. Like, I'm more like Cedric Tillman, thank you, ma'am, Jalen Wright stepping up, Hendon having another great year, offensive line playing well and cohesive. Which which really is what matters the most is offensive line playing well. But <laughs> yeah. we'll save that. We'll save that for my preseason predictions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, people, people often forget that when they see the flashy wide receiver commit. But – um yeah so i i hope the best not going to expect the world but thanks for coming thanks for joining the team yeah absolutely absolutely um one more guy that might not make the headlines that the other two did is austin lewis defensive end from etsu austin is i actually met austin in high school uh Saw him quite a lot. He worked out at D1 where I worked uh, during that time. He would come to camps in Knoxville. Uh, this guy, 6'6", 270, that is what he is. He, he was 6'5", pushing 6'6", in high school, just a little thin. I follow him on social media. This guy's put on a lot of weight. Like, he looks great. Uh this is exactly where he wanted to be. He always wanted to be at Tennessee. And I'm he, glad he got here. Did he walk on at Liberty? Did, was he on scholarship at Liberty? I did can't he, remember. I 
I feel like maybe a preferred walk-on or like a partial scholarship or whatever, because I'm not sure what Liberty's like rules are. Um, but this can like to just express like how much he wants to be better is he went to David Crockett High School in Jonesboro, Tennessee. It is about an hour and a half to an hour 45 away from Knoxville. And he would still come into Knoxville. Every camp that was in Knoxville, he'd go to Tennessee camps. He would come down there and get work at D1. Like, this man wanted to be the best, the absolute best defensive end that he could be. And that kind of work ethic has shown through his progression, has shown with him going to different schools. I saw him have success at Liberty. I saw a great play from him, him getting sacks and tackles for loss. I saw him, you know, doing the same thing at ETSU. Like, this isn't someone that should be swept under the rug by any means. I truly feel that Austin – I would put Austin above uh, – what's his name from USC last year? Like Caleb I would – the, the Oh, Caleb, Caleb Trimbley? Yeah, Caleb. Hey, dude, Caleb, Caleb was – Listen, nice I know you love Caleb. I know you do. Okay, that's fine. And he did make some plays, and that's great. I'm glad he did. I wonder did. what Caleb's up to today – these days. Like, because he – he definitely didn't try to go to the league, did he? Or did he do pro day? I don't think so. I mean, I was he a might have. Dude, I thought Caleb was a good, a good player for Tennessee last year. But anyway, <laughs> I thought I thought he showed up in times, which was good. But like, I that's why I'm just trying to let you know. Like, I see Austin as an even better player than Caleb. So if he's able to come in and help out in any way, like it's going to be a steal for us to have him. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he does. I mean, like, and he's going to feel very comfortable. Like, he knows the Mays boys. He knows Jacob Warren. Uh, he knows all the, like, Knoxville area guys. And I, I'm very excited for Austin because I know this is where he wanted to be, and I can't wait to see him when we go to practice in the fall and just, like, congratulate him on literally being here because, like, he worked his ass off to get to this point. So – Shout out, Austin. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that. It's always good to have people like that in your program, man. Push people, uh, someone that's hardworking and grateful. It goes a long way. Other people see that. Um, he's going to make people better. And, like, you know, I'll wait. I'll be excited to see him at camp. And there's no reason to believe that he could maybe get some reps at some time and push some people and be a rotational guy. I mean, um, I mean, if you think he's as good as Caleb, which I'll believe that when I see it, but, like, Caleb played a lot of <laughs> – Caleb played a lot of football for Tennessee last year. Yeah, so. he did. He did. I mean, I could – I know Austin has put in a lot of effort to get to 270 because he was probably 240 range in high school. Um, but, I mean, I could still see him getting good solid reps at the end at 270 or maybe trying to put on a little bit more weight and – be an interior, be a three technique at 290. Like, yeah, you know, I, I could easily see that. So it excites me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the guy. Uh, no other transfers after that, or there might be some, but we're not really paying attention. <laughs> uh, what the last thing I want to talk about was Tennessee baseball falling to Kentucky. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the first series they've lost this year. Um, yeah, it was the uh, first series they lost. It was the first, um, like, true road game or, like, SEC road game they lost. Yep. So. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I think it's – sometimes I do think it's good for people to lose as, like, an eye-opener or a humble pie. Like, how, this team just smacked you across the face. What are you going to do about it? And I think it's good timing, too. The SEC tourney doesn't start till the end of May, the 24th. They still have a series versus Georgia and a series versus Mississippi State. And Mississippi State's won. Good. I mean, they won last year. They're not as good this year, but they still won last program. year. So it's like they're a good program. That, that, that's a perfect opportunity to get wins in a row, get your confidence back, get on a hot streak right before heading into the tourney and taking advantage of that. So I'm upset that they lost. Yes, I don't want them to lose. I wanted to take that 26-3 and record Vanderbilt had and be like, hey, we also have that record too. Or just like that three-loss record and take it away from them. But it's okay. We've got time to regroup. we got time to get better before College World Series runs around. So, no need to freak out. I uh, Yeah, I, obviously we would have loved for them to have swept Kentucky and first game been like 17-4, to four, and then the next one be like 11-2. to two, And it had been great. All that would have been great. But, like, I've been around enough to where I've seen Tennessee have stretches of being number one in college basketball or being really good in, um, you know, football – and losing the SEC tournament or championship game in football or whatever the case may be. I I don't care about really that stuff that much anymore, and especially because I'm not a baseball guy. Yes, I don't want to lose to Kentucky, but, like, I would have I would have rather been, like, Missouri or, like, yeah. you know, or, like, somebody else. Like, let's always beat Vandy. Let's always beat Arkansas. Let's always beat Kentucky. Let's always beat Ole Miss. Like, or, like, say, hey, if we lost to Mississippi State, like, whatever. But like the fact that it was Kentucky's kind of annoying, and the but I, I am happy that it was they won the last game of the series. Kind of like okay, let's yep. just move on, let's build from this. Um, but yeah, I could honestly, it doesn't really bother me because to this point, all I want to do is just them win the College World Series. To to really think that we saw a baseball team for the University of Tennessee to win a College World Series in our lifetime would be <laughs> unbelievable. Plus, they are pretty much without a doubt the number one team in the nation. I they're they're not gonna lose. I think they're still gonna be number one. After right. And so it's like, yeah, so it's like if they're pretty much undoubtedly, then it's like this season's kind of for for not if you don't win the World Series. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of not necessarily for us. I mean Tennessee basketball has had some time, but there's times where like you know Kentucky was trying to go undefeated or Duke's had their runs or whoever the team is at the time. And then they get to the tournament and they lose. It's like, you know, it, it's it's tough because it doesn't solidify that season. And so, like, I want to just – I want to win it just to solidify and be like, holy crap, we won a college World Series at, at the University of Tennessee. So, yeah. It's we've had game. we've had quite a few sports that were – we thought. We thought, oh, this is this is it. This is – we're going to be great. And then we couldn't solidify. The, the yeah. 2016 Tennessee Volunteers going – Five and zero to start the season, and then losing to Texas A&M, Bama, South Carolina, and Vandy, 
And it's like, what the heck happened? The, you know, beating Memphis, getting ranked number one, and then losing the next game. What was it, to Vandy? Yeah, Tuesday night on Super Tuesday, Vandy, (laughs) the 9 o'clock game, yeah. God, like, it's just like, please just secure the mountaintop. Like, you're getting there. Just stamp it. Like, please finish. Yeah. And if this team can do that for us, like, Tennessee fans, I mean – it's ecstatic, man. Oh, ecstatic. I just that that's why I'm just like, I'd much rather lose this weekend than lose and be like, well, it's all happened again. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Well, I guess this was like being a Tennessee fan. Yeah. All right, good pod today. Yes, sir. Uh, all right. Thank you guys for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Give us some comments. Let us know what you think about what we said. Hell, argue with people in the comments. It's fun. Uh, If you want to follow us on social media, uh, main account is at Believe in Tennessee on Twitter. And then uh, at rbacon26 for Reed. I'm at Kyler Kerbison on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all the same. So follow us there. If you want to reach out to us, we have a phone number, 865 three two two nine two three two and an email believe in tennessee football at gmail.com uh, as always represented by betonline.ag so if you're betting on anything go ahead over there um i think that's it i think i touched on everything remembered everything as always go lost Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.